When they came in the first time into Israel, he made Takanas. Those are Takanas were related to Eretz Yisrael. So it seems to be parallel to that Ezra when they came, what we call the Bia Shnia, when they came into Eretz Yisrael the second time, he also made different set of Takanas. Here also the Gemara brings ten Takanas. So what are they? So the first one is Shakari Mimincha B'Shabbos. So we're going to go through them. The Gemara is going to explain each one piece by piece what it is. But the first one is Shakari Mimincha B'Shabbos. So Rashi says over here, but Mincha B'Shabbos, the idea was that there, there were people who, as we'll see in a second, they used to, he was also masakin or, or enhanced the takana of laning on Mondays and Thursdays. Not everybody was able to come on Mondays and Thursdays. People were working. So therefore, to throw in an extra time of laning when people were there on Shabbos anyway, so besides the laning Shabbos morning, they made an extra laning Shabbos afternoon as well by Mincha. But this is Defka Aloha in Shabbos. But Karim B'Sheni B'Chamishi, the regular laning we have on Mondays and Thursdays, we'll talk about that in the Gemara where that comes from. Vidonin B'Sheni B'Chamishi, he said that also the Batei Dinim would sit on Mondays and Thursdays. Tyson explains... Before this, you could have Bate Dinim sitting at any time, particularly, but it was only in certain cities, so therefore he would make Kavua in the big cities. He wasn't reducing the amount of times Bezda was sitting, he was actually increasing it and making it more Kavua that they would be sitting on Mondays and Thursdays in a Kavua time, so people would know when they can come to Bezda. And you used to be able to, and to, that you should do laundry on Thursday. Rashi says, You should wash Begadim, Lekavit Shabbos. Again, it's different from explain. Was the idea that before this, they weren't washing their Begadim at all? And he made it to you should wash Begadim, but he said, don't do it on Friday. Friday, you're busy with cooking and everything, so therefore do it on Thursday. Well, some of Hashem said, no, everyone is always washing their Begadim, but he just said, don't do it Friday, because then you might get stuck and you don't have time, and the, you know, the, the washing machine doesn't work or whatever it is. So he made it that you should make it a day earlier and Dafka do it on Thursday, but there's a lot that you should do that type of laundry as much as possible on Thursday, on Chamesh Shabbos. And you should eat garlic on Erev Shabbos. Our gears here is Erev Shabbos. We'll see in the Gemara whether it means Erev Shabbos or Leil Shabbos. is an interesting question. We'll see when we get into Gemara. That a woman, when she is baking challah, which again, Lechaira is also associated with Erev Shabbos, although it doesn't say Peferish. Rashi says over here, "Biyom she tzrichalafes." Rashi's mash was only do a Shabbos per se. Any day where she is baking, she shouldn't bake in the afternoon. If you're baking already, you should bake in the morning, so that when the aniyim come and they need to, they need money. In those days, they didn't collect money; they collected food. So if they actually needed food, so she would already have bread available to them. Another takani made was that they should wear what we call today like undergarments of some sort for tzniyas issues. They should just wear like a cloak, but underneath the cloak they should wear some sort of undergarments. When an isha would go to the mikvah, so he was masakin, they should be brushed out. It's referring to mostly her hair. We'll see in the Gemara the details. That she should comb out her hair. Again, we'll see for chatzitza issues. And and that people should have available should have peddlers going from city to city selling specifically perfumes for Shalom Bayas. So women should be attractive to their husbands, etc. And Vitikan Tvilil Balikaran. On the opposite side, so some of these Takanis he's making, as we'll see in the Gemara, eating Shum and Sarechlin and Khafifa are all enhancing the Shalom Bayas. But as the Yerushalmi explains, 
he didn't want the men to be with their women all the time, as the Gemara calls it, uh, so then he made the opposite takana. He should be, someone who was, have a Maisatashmash and didn't become a Balkari, has to go to the mikvah, which in those days would discourage people, and therefore he couldn't learn Torah until they went to the mikvah. That would actually discourage people from being with their wives too often. Um, so it, you have to sort of balance out uh, this equation. So these are the ten that Ezra Masaka, let's go through in the Gemara. So Mora says, for the, Like we said, the people who could not make it to shul on Mondays and Thursdays, but at least they were there on Shabbos, so they would get at least one extra learning, one extra reviewing of the Quran. And of course, it was the next week's parsha already, so that was that. So the, the next takana was Mondays and Thursdays. Now, obviously, just from the sequence in the, in the Bryce, it doesn't make any sense. If the whole idea of laning by Mincha and Shabbos is the people who missed Mondays and Thursdays, then obviously there had to already have been a takana of Mondays and Thursdays. The Bryce says it anyways, that, what do you mean Ezra's Masaka Mondays and Thursdays? Ezra Tikin? But Mayikara of Metaka. This was an Ur much earlier takana of Azrari Bizman. So they went three days without water. Moshe Rabbeinu took a tree, he put it into the water, and it was bitter water, but mud over there. So we have to dash in this possible Jewish that it was referring to Torah. The Pesach is when you're thirsty, go to water. Obviously, we don't need a Pesach to tell me that when you're thirsty, you should drink. That's obvious. So therefore, the Pesach is referring to uh, learning Torah. When a person has gone a number of days without learning, uh, then he should be able to learn Torah. And therefore, the Pesach over there also, when it says, is referring to learning Torah. So not only they got weak, they got uh, upset, maybe they got in a bad mood. Depends how you want to learn exactly what happened. So, Amdu Nevi'im Shemayim Vatiklam Shiu Karim B'Shabbos. They used to lay on Shabbos. Mavsikim Echav Shabbos, not on Sunday. You don't want to do it too much. But Karim B'Sheni, read on Monday as we do. Mavsikim Shlishi Ravi, not on Thursday, on Wednesday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. But Karim B'Chamishi, then laying again on. Thursday, Mavsikin Ev Shabbos. Kadesh Shaloi Yilanu Gimayam Belay Tarah. So this was the original Takana. It doesn't say here, my Shabbatu. With the Rambam, when he quotes it, does say it's my Shabbatu's Takana, that they should do the laning three times a week on Shabbos, on Monday, and on Thursday. So a couple of points. First of all, obviously, this Pasuk over here of Haikot of the Yechu Shashem and Mivalei Matsumayim is before Matan Tarah. So it didn't necessarily, at that point, they weren't Masak and Laning, there was no Torah to Lane. Um, so this was just an idea that they already had, had gone three days without learning or understanding the halachas, etc. It is, and when, when they were finally Makabalat Torah, they had what to Lane, right? It's hard to Lane when you don't, don't you only have, you know, up to Sefer Bracious, whatever it is. Um, whatever they had to Lane, then they were Masak to do this type of Laning to keep them fresh with the Torah. Uh, and as the Marsha explains, if you go too long without learning Torah, then you don't want to learn anymore, so you have to keep it sweet. That's the idea of the of the of the uh, Nayim being of the Mayim Bemoro was, was bitter. So you keep it fresh, you keep it you keep it on your mind, then then you'll keep to it. Why Dav- where they finish the Sefer Torah once in three That was way later, yeah. That was all the way there. I was only gonna be after the end of Zaysabrah when they come into Eretz Israel and then they kept the laning. So what did they lane every Shabbos? Right? It doesn't say over Takana here was not necessarily what they were laning. Right? We know Bizman 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 Bayis Rishon for sure. I mean before that Lukhara, they had some sort of cycle which seemed to be a three year cycle. Later on it became a one year cycle. That's the cycle we have, but originally definitely it was a three year cycle. Uh, but doesn't say anything here about what they laned. The point was just to learn something. Well, the Shabbos afternoon, that, that from next week. So okay, I, I just said that's what we do, but doesn't yeah. say that was part of the Takana. 
Doesn't, it's not clear exactly what they lend from the scroll. We'll see in a second. It's really the Gemara Megillah what they lend and when they lend. Yeah. But this was the original Archon. Now, Tysus points out, why Dafka Monday and Thursday? You don't have to make it Monday and Thursday. Could have make it Tuesday and Thursday. would accomplish the same thing. The idea was not to go three days. So Tysus says, if you look in Tysus, Kadesh Lo'yelenu, Nutayim Ma'isha Tiknu Shem Mechamish, Yishem Roshim De'a Amar B'Medrash, Ma'isha Rabbeinu Allah, Avalashom, Allah, B'Chamish Le'Kaba Lubach Luchas Achranis. He went up on Thursday to get to Luchas Achranis. V'yared B'Sheni, and he came down after the end of those 40 days on Monday, when his rats lay on Malkin, which spoke was Machapa Klaiso, gave them the second Lucas, Fishai Ace Rotson, Baisa, Livia, read their cover with Shani Hamishi. That's where they got the idea of Shani Hamishi. It's a long, long text. If you want to read it, it's very interesting. He goes through all the Cheshbainis of the dates of when they, of, of when Matan Terror was and when the different aspects of the Lucas Rishanis and Lucas Shneas and Yom Kippur and Yudzayim Batamas and all those things have to work out. If you're going to make it work out to be Mondays and Thursdays, it's not so simple to make it work out. That's not long Taishas. But assuming that there was Taishas says that's the idea of Mondays and Thursdays and that's where we got the idea from but the ikker is not to go three days without learning. It's some of Farshim say, if a, let's say a place doesn't have a Sefer on Monday but they get a Sefer on Tuesday. Should you make it up? So if you're still within three days of Shabbos, maybe you should. Whereas once you miss Thursday, for instance, and you've already gone three days, then Lavdaf gives any point to the Takane. Okay. So, in the Gemara over here, the Lamai said, this is all Takana Vaishabinus. What do you mean, Ezra's Masaki, and one of the Esra Takanas of Ezra, you said, was landing on Mondays and Thursdays? We see that Takana pre existed. So, it says the Gemara, the original idea was just to lane a little bit. They'd give what we'd call one Aliyah and three Psukim. Inami Tlasa Gavi Tlasa Psukis Mafashim say was three three people and it was three Psukim so each one got one Pasuk Kineged Karnam Levim Yisraelim the idea of the three Psukim was one Kineged the Kaina one Kineged Levim one Kineged Yisraelim again if it was one person there wasn't three Aliyas it was just one Aliyah but it was three Psukim Kineged that idea that was the original Takan of Moshe Rabbeinu of those Nevi'im also who comes along Ezra and says no Tikin Tlasa Gavri Asar Psukim so he said you have three Aliyas like we're familiar with and a sachakol, minimum of 10 psukim. Why 10? So Agamar brings this actually Gamar Miguel. Agamar brings here one of the reasons. Kenegan Asar Batlan, there was an idea of Asar Batlan. There was 10 official positions that they had in each town. And those people were available always in the base Medish. A, they did it. There was, it was the Gabite Stucco, different people like that. And they were also available to make Midyanim all the time. And Kenegan does Asar Batlan. So we had the idea of 10 psukim. The Gamar Megillah brings also connected the Asar Mamaras, connected the Asar Sadibras, all different types of reasons. But the idea was that Ezra extended the idea of the learning of Torah. The learning of Torah Monday and Thursday already existed. He extended it to be a minimum, like we know nowadays, a minimum of ten psuk. The next thing he says was the Since people now had already had a takana to come lane the Torah Mondays and Thursdays, so it made sense when they're coming to, and the assumption was in the small towns, either they didn't have a Torah or they didn't have someone to lane. So people like we had the Gorm Megillah, so they would come to the bigger towns already on Monday and Thursdays for laning, so that made sense to make the Batei Dinim on those days as well. So you should have clo- fresh clothing in the Kavit Shabbos. So he said, Daf could do it on Thursday, we said, so you shouldn't be busy with this on Friday. What's the idea of eating garlic on Erev Shabbos? The Lord says, Because eating garlic 
is healthy for a person who's going to have tashvish. It gives a person kach for tashvish. Nemar a shapir of yitain beitoi. The pasuk says byek eight shasa apagi maim shapir yitain pasuk and tilim right at the beginning. Pir of yitain beitoi. That person has peris tashvish. The ability to make zera at the right time. And we learn. We had the Gemara that there are different times where the Gemara explains that it's appropriate based on a person's different jobs and activities when they should have a mitzvah. And therefore, they made a takana. You should eat shum on Erev Shabbos so that a person would have koyach to be able to be Meshabbash's wife. It's not mashvah that this was dafka takana but tamidichachamim. It's mashvah by everybody that has a takana to eat shum, even though we had different people have different jobs or masak, or, or, and especially bacher, because there's the idea that a bacher should eat. Before seem to say that, yes, this is all part of the same takana. But again, it's not clear when are you eating the shum. Our gear, so our gear here is Erev Shabbos. Right, the minute nowadays is needed Lel Shabbos, a part of the Kugel or whatever it is. Uh, but Lachaira, uh, it's Mashvan the Gemara, it's Erev Shabbos, because maybe it takes time to, to digest, to do its job, I don't know. But our Gears and our Gemara here is Erev Shabbos, do with that with uh, what you please. So there are five uh, healthy characteristics about garlic. Mazbia fills you up. Umashkin. Rashi is mashkin is mechamim isaguf. Warms up the body. Umatzil potim gives you like a glow. Umarba zera gives a person extra zera. Like we said, vahiri kinim shnurimayim. It's also very healthy for cleaning out intestinal issues. Vyeshemim machnes avo moitzi sakin. Rashi says b'teishim isamech asleiv puts a person in a good mood. When you're in a good mood, you like people, right? <laughs> you hate people less. So it's all 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 around a good thing eating garlic. They hate you more because you there we go. I'm sure. Everybody missed you. We should say Ishem Hashkemes v'Oifa. We should say Ish. Of course, we should say Ishem Hashkemes v'Oifa. A woman should get up early to bake bread. Kadeshi apas mitzul aniyam. Again, it's not Mashra from Rashi that there was a special takana to bake bread. When you are baking bread, there's a takana to do it as early as possible, so you should have it available to give to the aniyam. So this is a tznius issue. Rashi is a srachik menavera. from either from seeing, which is just making more difficult uh, to, to be to be isik and avera of tashmish if they have extra layer of clothing, whichever way you want to say it. But this was seemed to be something that was new bezman Ezra. Says a woman should comb out her hair or comb out her goof before she goes to the mikvah. Says the mother, what, what do you mean? This was a takana vezu. So then daraisa. This ani varochas es besari b'mayim, and we darshan shaloya davar chaytzis ben besari l'mayim. First of all, that a person's whole goof, whenever he goes to the mikvah, man or woman, but specifically we're talking about a woman who goes on a regular basis, he's not going to have any chatzitza. At all. Now, we know Daraisa, it's only it's Rubai Hamakbit, only if Roiva the body or Roiva the hair is covered with something that the person would normally remove, fine, understand. But there definitely is a Din Daraisa called Chatzitza. And we dash an Espasar, the extra S, is as a Toflobsar, my new Sayer, that even in the hair, you have to, uh, a Chatzitza, so it's not just the skin, that you're not allowed to have Chatzitza, but even in the hair. Again, whether it means Roiva the hair or hair that covers Roiva the body, you could debate exactly what is Chatzitza Daraisa, but there definitely is. So what exactly was Ezra adding on? Amri Daraisa la Yune. Daraisa, you don't have to be so so makbid. Daraisa, you look. You look. You look her over her book. Dima Mikta, maybe one of the hairs is tied up in a knot and water can't get in. Inami Mos Midimishum Khatsitsa, you have something something dirty or muddy or whatever it is on the goof, that would create a chatzitza. All you have to do, Daraisa, is look. Look, or nowadays you have the Balanit, another woman checks her as well. Vasiu tikin chafifa. He says, it's not enough to check. You have to actually use a comb or a brush 
to actually comb out specifically the hair, uh, and that doesn't just mean hair on the head, hair in any other part of the body as well, and to make sure that they, you don't have any sort of chatzitz over there. So that was the extra takana that Ezra added on over here. No, we weren't asking going to the mikvah. We were asking going to the mikvah is the rice, of course, and chatzitza was the rice. The answer is yes, chatzitza is the rice, but there's only a certain amount you need to check the rice. Directly, you look in the mirror, you look around. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about, we're talking about going to the mikvah for Dine Nido, or any, any mikvah per se, but he was focusing on Dine Nido. They, they should have peddlers. So they should have what we call nowadays perfume. In those days, they didn't shower that much. Um, so it could, be, it could have a very bad smell. So therefore, perfume was an, a main part of Shalom Bayez. So Ezra made a takana that people should have these jobs and go from town to town and selling these types of perfumes. And the opposite, we also said, as we explained, he was also masakin that a balkeri, someone who has any tafsir of shamita, has to go to the mikvah before he learns. So it's more deraisa. That a person who has tafsir shamita is tome, tome tomaser, but he's tome. No, Daraisa, he's tummy for Truma and Kajra. If he wants to eat Truma, if he's a kite, he wants to eat Truma. Or if he's a person who's bringing a carpet, of course, he needs hair of Shemesh, he needs to go to Mikvah, etc. Also, who, Tikan, I feel, Divay Taira. Ezra's whole Takana was that to be able to learn Taira, or maybe be able to Davin, the debates it, that a person has to go to the Mikvah as well. That was Ezra's Takana, and that was above and beyond what it says in the Pasuk. The Gemara Brachos brings Psukim for an Asmachta for it. The Maisa Tesis is over here, on top of like Kaimel and Hachi, we don't Paskin necessarily like Ezra's Takana. Elikibudim and Beserah, Dabba Divrei Tereh, Ein Mekabal and Tumah. Divrei Tereh are not Mekabal Tumah, and you don't have to keep this up. Of course people do, and it's a fine and wonderful thing, but Lavdak was it. Tesis debates over here, what's the Pshat of Yudim and Beserah? Is the Pshat he just canceled Ezra's Takana? Or did Ezra leave room for it to be uh, cancelled? Or Taisa says that Ezra's Takana was not, ne, never Makubal. We have many times in Shas where the Chazal made Takanas that were never, just, people didn't accept it. It was too difficult. It was too, it was too, too much of a Tircha. And the same goes in Gzerat and the Gzerat could come up by itself. And therefore, nowadays, it's a wonderful thing to go to the mikvah before you learn in Davin, but the Takana, you definitely do not have to. Those were the Asar Takanas uh, Ezra. More continues on other similar types of halachas. There are ten special halachas mentioned about Yerushalayim, and they are. We know the halacha of bias ba- 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 two types of houses you can sell the psukim in Pashas Bichukaisai. You can have what's called a Bate Chatzer, or you can have a Bate Arichaima, a house in a walled city or a house in a non walled city. So a house in a non-walled city, so then we know like all other fields that you sell in a non-walled city, you could, at Yoival it goes back to the original owner, you can be paid it back from the owner anytime you want based on a, a depreciation cycle. A house in a walled city, the halacha is, you have one year to be paid it back. If you're not paid it back within one year, it's cholot and the person who purchased the house gets to keep it forever. In Yerushalayim, even though it was a walled city, the Gemara says, ain't buy it cholot, but it did not have a din of selling a house in a walled city, it had a din of selling a house in a batechatzer. And you can be paid it back forever. Why? The Gemara will explain in a second. If they found a murder victim somewhere outside Yerushalayim, and Yerushalayim was the closest city to it, they did not bring an Eglarufa from the city of on behalf of the city of Yerushalayim. It's not clear. It would seem, therefore, that for what, you skip Yerushalayim, you go to the next city, or you don't bring one at all. Right, so that, that's an interesting question how that would be. But Yerushalayim itself did not bring an Eglarufa. If Chas Vashalom 
words of people in Shem were doing a verzara, it does not become an irony. Dachas, the enem atam menegarim, there's also no din of tsarasa bias in Yerushalayim. The ain matzimba zizin v'gezuz derives. Now we already get to less halachic issues, uh, more practical issues. You're not allowed to build, let's say, porches or different things being sticking out from your house into the public areas in Yerushalayim. Then we'll explain why these are. You know that have garbage dumps in Yerushalayim. You know that have smokers. I don't think it's talking about smoking like you know smoking meat like we eat it. It could be smoking meat for drying out the purposes or for leather, etc. It's an issue of having smoke in Yerushalayim. We'll see. You also don't make any types of gardens. As the ones that explain, they require fertilizer, etc. In Yerushalayim, there was one area where they had specific types of gardens in Yerushalayim that was there from the originally. So that we keep. Rashi says we used to use over there. They used to pick some of the kitaris from that, and therefore that we kept. But everything else we got rid of. This is what we talked about earlier. You don't have chickens in Yerushalayim. They bring around. They bring around. Shratzim uh, Natuma, so you don't want to have that around Yerushalayim. Vein Malinim Basames. And we have another lacha, which this definitely still applies nowadays. They keep this minute, is not to keep a mace overnight in Yerushalayim. If someone dies and they can't do the Leviah that day, they actually take the mace out of Yerushalayim and they bring them to a different city overnight and then they can bring them back to Yerushalayim. This is, they try to be makbarim as much as possible. Let's go through these ten. It says anybody who buys a house in a walled city should go to the owner, the person who purchases it forever. So why is that applying Rishalayim? We have a Machlaikis in the Gemara in a few places in Shas. Was Yerushalayim nischalkel shvatim? The base of Migdash area definitely we know is considered public area, even though Gemara talks about being part of a Yudam, part of Binyamin, Tyson Springs that they purchased it all up and it was became like public area. There's a Machlaikis also in general was the entire Yerushalayim part of the Yerusha. Or, so if you own a house in Yerushalayim, you've got to be careful. Because if you're passing over here, there was Linus Chalkalashvatim, that means it was all public area. And if it was all public area, so that people could rent there, but no, no single Shavit had, had control over Yerushalayim. And therefore, you can't, there's two ways to explain what this Pasuk is there for now. And therefore, does that mean when the Pasuk says, it's just not applicable? Or some of Hashem say, you can't really sell, buy and sell property in Yerushalayim at all. There's no such thing as buying and selling property in Yerushalayim if the Maizah it's not owned by any Shevet. It's, it's, it's going to be you know, managed by the Beis HaMikdash in some sort of public area. And therefore maybe like the, the Hegdash owns all of it or something like that. It's not exactly clear. But some of Hashem say it in one of two ways. There is another Gears here which actually has the words over here, Uman Maknila. Therefore, it's impossible to sell a house in Yerushalayim at all, and therefore the whole halacha cannot possibly apply. It's not 100% clear. Some of Hashem say you could sell it, but just halacha doesn't apply because the ground underneath it is not considered to be sold. That's the first halacha. But this point of the Yerushalayim was not split up between the Shvatim is actually the reason for a number of these halachas. The reason you can't bring in a Galarufa in Yerushalayim, so you can only bring a Eglarufa from a city that was part of the Yerusha. And again, if we all the Yerushalayim was not actually part of the Yerusha, it was not split up amongst them, the Shvatim and Klaisel, so it's not going to be part of the Dine Eglarufa. So also, cannot become an Eridachas, Chas Vashalom, Dixiv, Arecha, Arecha, the Pasuk over there says, read the full Pasuk, Kisishra Ba'achas, Arecha, Shisham Lekecha, Noisin Lechola, Sheva Shom Lemor, that they went and did. Yerushalayim is not your city to have a dinner of Yerni Dachas. 
There's no din saras there. So only if it's a land that was part of the Achuza, part of the Yerusha. So again, this halacha will not apply. Now we move on to the other second set of halachas. You're not going to make any like porches or beams sticking out of your house. We don't want to have issues of people walking down the street and there's a mace over there and they don't realize, etc. And that it's all under the same oil. So over here we go out of our way to make sure that there will not be anything sticking out that could create an oil that people are not going to be aware of and therefore no, no, you can't get a heta no, no, no building mepesets and pergolos and things like that in Yerushalayim. <coughs> Another issue is it's just a lot of people. And if there's a lot of people going in there, they have things sticking out into the street. You have you know a window sticking out or you have a, a beam sticking out of your house where you want to park your bicycle or whatever it is. These things, people get injured by them. So if we don't let you have that around. So they, 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 they didn't have those. Or if it was built into the house or on the roof. Yeah, they didn't have it in the, in the public area. You can't do that. They know you don't want to have garbage dump. They shkatz them for a Muslim. Over there, also, you're going to have uh, all kinds of shvatsim coming there. You could create tumah, and you don't want to have tumah. They bring around tumah, and they die. And therefore, you don't want to have any extra tumah in Yerushalayim. So we don't have, you need garbage. Take it out of the city. They know you don't want to have any places where you smoke. So Gemar says, Mishum kutcher. You don't have a lot of smoke in your shalayim, blackens the walls. You don't want to have that. You want your shalayim to be beautiful, and therefore they did not allow any of these. To make uh, what? To make bricks? It's also, not clear if it's making anything. Bakery. doesn't say. Kibshanat is usually a lotion of something that you're creating smoke, not for baking. It sounds like something either you're drying leather or you're making bricks or you're smoking meat of some sort. That's what it sounds like. Very nice about Guinness of Pardosis. Misham Sircha. Guinness of Pardosis, anytime you're going to have. Some kind of garden over there. You're going to have to have. You're going to have uh, stuff you need to fertilize, and you're going to have things that rot, and you don't want to have any of that in your shlaim. Then the galim of tarna goyim. You don't have chickens there. Kodshim, as we said, because there's so much kodshim and tumah v'tayra, you don't want to have chickens around the area. They bring around shkatsim or matzim. The emalinim is amazing. Gemara says gemara. This is a kabbalah we have. Rashi says interesting lashon over here. Rashi says maserisi biadenu ve'ain tam ladavar. We don't know what the reason is. But you're not going to be mal and amaze in Yerushalayim. It would seem related to Tumah as well, but the Gemara doesn't say that. The Gemara just says it was a couple. Back to our Mishnah. Another halacha we had in the Mishnah was, Ein A person is not supposed to raise uh, a chazir. And Titus points out, the truth is, you're not supposed to raise any not kosher animals. You're not supposed to do business with not kosher things at all. In if a person can avoid it. Tyson says it could be that this gazera over here was even for non-eating purposes. Of course, for eating purposes, you're not, you should not be massaging anything that's not kosher. But even if you just want to deal with the leather of the chazir, that was also part of the takana, you shouldn't do it. Tanarabonah. The Gemara over here brings a story. It's not 100% clear that this story was the reason for the Takana. Some of our should say that the Takana not to have Chazir was, as I just said, you're not supposed to do business with anything not kosher. This was an, an addition to the Isser. We're going to see there's an Oru. Tanarabonah. One of the uh, not high points in the history of Klai. So at the end, end, end of the base Malchus Chashmanoi. These were the two children of Shloim Tzian Amalka. She was a good queen. And then she was Nifter. She was Nifter and she had two children who broke out a civil war in Kala Yisrael between these two children of who's going to run uh, Eretz Yisrael. Horkonis, Bibifnim, Vastarubles, Bibichutz. So the, the forces of Horkonis were 
inside Yerushalayim in the base of Mikdash area, and the forces of its three these were Greek names, obviously, but these are Jewish people, these are the two sons of Shemtzi and Amalka, they were on the outside, and they were fighting. Who's going to have control of Yerushalayim? But they had to bring a carbon. There's no animals there. Right? But Hemadaki, not supposed to have Hemadaki at all. So where'd they get animals from? The people inside would lower a kupa full of money, dinar, and buy them to meet him. And they, no problem, they buy it. They eat, and then also they had humanitarian convoys, right? So one of the humanitarian convoys was to make sure we, everyone could bring carbonus. Right? The UN got involved. Everybody was making sure that the carbonus could still be brought. So they brought convoys. Hayashim zok and echad. Oh, but then you had a right winger, right? The right winger got up and he said, He was living inside Yerushalayim. But he was a spy for the other side. So how could he communicate with them? They didn't have cell phones or whatever it is. So uh, the Shabak was monitoring right there. So he would talk to them, something called Chach Masivanus, which we'll talk about tomorrow, exactly what that is. And Armalem, he signaled to them, or he spoke to them in this foreign language, and he said, If you keep fools, Right, you try to defeat your enemy, and you're giving them food and water and flour. Right, we haven't learned this lesson at all. Right, so he said, you're say, here. You're doing it on a spiritual level. You're bringing, them, letting them bring carbonus. If they're going to bring carbonus, Kashpoch is not going to let you defeat them. <laughs> so the most, so they got the point. They sent down money. Oh, they said you're not getting any more carbonus from us, and they sent the chazir. When they were schlepping it up the wall, not it stuck its its uh, nails into the wall. When it's that day, Yisrael Abarmer Esparsa made like a giant earthquake around all of Yisrael. Abarmer Esparsa four hundred mea parsa around the whole area made a thing. But Yisrael Shamru, and then they said, "Or Ishi Gadol Chazerim." So again, it's not clear if this or was on top of the existing Isser, or if this or was exactly the Isser. So the Gemara doesn't say connected clearly, but it seems to be. And they said, Besides the idea of having this chazir, this person, this spy on the inside, was able to somehow get around all our communication issues and was able to communicate with the people on the outside using this thing called Chach Masivanus, which we'll see tomorrow what it is, and therefore they made an aura on that as well. Also in that time, we have a number of different Gemaras in Shas, the Gemara in Menachas, the Gemara says, Normally they bring the Oymer from the stuff that was growing around Yerushalayim. But there was a time where they couldn't. They had to bring from far away. Because they burned down all the fields around Yerushalayim once they wanted to stop the people inside from being able to bring carbonus. So they also said, we're not going to let you bring Ashtelechem. We're not going to let you bring the carbonimer. This is all related to that Nebuch this time in history. Uh, but uh, we'll have the base of English back. We'll solve these problems. We'll see tomorrow uh, what this idea of Chacham Sivanus is. Agreed.